Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Manufacturing. 
you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFRadio.com. That's GQFRadio.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky, you'll know it's Super Chicken. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. Our guest today, of course, is Tracy Kennebec with Purple Lotus Oils, and she's going to be talking all about the best oils to use to get us through this <laughs> season. It seems to be going around, and uh, we're going to be talking about some things that, that may help us get through this season a little bit. Let's go ahead and give her a big round of applause. <laughs> Hey, Tracy. Hello. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. I'm down here in Florida enjoying the beautiful weather, unlike a lot of folks way up north. So, um, But, uh, you know, hey, it's it's one of those things. We can get sick down here just as easy as anybody else. And In fact, Caleb and Lily both had this uh, respiratory thing before we hit the road a few weeks ago, and it was actually the sickest Caleb's ever been. Lily lucked out. She only had two nights of uh, stuffiness and nastiness. That was it. It's really all that affected her. Um, Caleb during the day would manage it, but at night it was horrid. I mean, hard oh, to yeah. breathe, up all night, just all the congestion in the chest. It was it was, it was the worst. And a fever. Um, I think uh, he's three and a half, and he's never run a fever over maybe 
I mean, literally 99, 99.1, and he had he, had, he was up there about 101.2 or something at one point. So it was a, that was sounds like what's been going around. Yep, and uh, and it lasted right at seven days for him, and um, but literally just two nights, and that was it. So, uh, but uh, but nonetheless, we they kicked it, got over it, and so far so good as far as being healthy. So. But, um, yeah, tell us a little bit more. Phil, tell us about, uh, again, for our new listeners, a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into the topic today. Oh, gosh, a little bit about myself. Well, I've told several times I kind of accidentally stumbled into essential oils and kind of looking for more natural type things, you know, goes along with all the things that I'm already doing and learning from you and uh, having my own backyard chickens and all that. So it just kind of snowballed from there, and it's turned out to be this amazing thing in our lives that, we use essential oils for everything, and I kind of admittedly made fun of people <clears throat> before I was doing this who would say, oh, yeah, my kids fell down and bumped themselves, and we put this and that on it, and then this happened, and we put this oil on it, and I thought, boy, you're really, like, you use those oils for everything. Like, if my kids bump themselves, I just say, I put a kiss on it. You know what I mean? Why would I put anything else on it? But the truth is, once you see how well they work, you can't mm-hmm. not use them. It's like, why would I not stop this bruising and pain in my kid with just a little drop of oil if I could do it? So it has been wonderful, and we haven't looked back, and I find more and more uses for them every day. And, of course, I love talking about it, which you're nice enough to indulge me in once a month. <laughs> yeah, you've had a couple of big events up there in St. Louis. I follow you on Facebook, of course. And you get one big event at a big hotel ballroom and packed the house. Yeah, we had uh, over 500 people there. So, and that's just in the St. Louis area. So people are are really wanting to learn about how to use oils. And, you know, that's something else we talk about my Facebook page, which, of course, is facebook.com backslash purple lotus oils. And I know you're nice enough to always link that up. If there are people anywhere really in the, in the 48 states um, that would like to host a class, I am going to, in the spring, be traveling around, certainly doing a lot of classes, but I also have people on my team in almost every state, so I can always work with someone if they'd like to host their own class. It doesn't have to be 500 people. It could be five people. That's kind of more what I'm talking about, so, you know, they're more than welcome to contact me through the Facebook page, and we can get something set up for that. Yeah, very cool, and uh, just just to let people know, because they they um, so they know, and I know you talk about this a lot, that the things you talk about are not cures, they're not, you know, treatment, they're just, you know, to be to be on the uh, up and up and let people know, because people who follow my Facebook page know that uh, I, I want, you know, when people post on other blogs and forums about chickens, about, uh, for example, oh, pumpkin seeds prevent worms. Yeah, well, your four favorite words. Show me the proof. Right. In fact, yesterday I had posted um, on my Facebook page something which is, it was kind of neat where it said, um, just again, just points to ponder. I'm not, not dwelling on this, but just points to ponder for those that use homeopathic treatments to treat your chickens like garlic, pumpkin seeds, apple cider vinegar, herbs, etc. It's just kind of important to know the information, like what's the exact dose required and how is that dose determined? Um, how long do you administer the dose or treatment and how was that determined um, based on the treatment, uh, no, based on how the treatment is delivered how do you make sure every bird gets the exact dose that's required to actually help them? Exactly. Um, you know, just throwing down some garlic in hopes that they'll eat it somewhere else, some you know, just things like that. Um, and then once the treatment is completed, how do you determine if it was successful or not? You're not going to test them to see if it worked or not. How can you say, oh, it worked? 
Um, right. And how often should I repeat the treatment if needed? And how is this trend out there? You know, oh, it's on natural, so I can use as much as I want. Not necessarily. Garlic can be toxic for chickens. Too much of it. We know that. So right. um, that's one of those things. Like, for example, and just to clarify so people know, um, come and look in our RV when we travel. We codify as much organic as we can. We do have essential oils. Um, every bit of medicine in our medicine bag for the kids uh, is homeopathic. Um, so, so it's not... You know, do the same, but but I but at the same token, I'm not going on my Facebook page. I'm not going out there and telling folks, hey, use this, it will prevent this. Use this, like use pumpkin seed, and it will prevent worms. Because you see that all the time. Pumpkin seeds is an all-natural wormer. Okay, that's not what we're doing. For example, right. one oil that my wife uses, um, that's supposed to be kind of a uh, calming oil. I uh, can't remember exactly. We had talked about who, where she yeah, had we did. what oil is and things like that. And um, it does nothing for me. And so, in fact, the smell kind of irritates me. And I think you had talked about <laughs> the two walls. It irritates you. That means it's kind of actually working. It's supposed to, you know. But, um, yeah, she'll she'll put it on her before she goes to bed or put some on the kids or something. And I'll smell it. It's just not a pleasing, appetizing, comforting sure. smell to me. And so, uh, though she claims she gets some relaxation from it, um, we're not going out there saying, hey, use this and you'll be relaxed. So that, that there's a sure. big difference there, and, and it's not going to work for, for me. That's what's great about essential oils, just like anything else, is that we all have our own specific body chemistries, our own, right? Everybody's DNA is different, and we have different chemistries. And, you know, I know a lot of people who will say, well, I heard lavender is supposed to be calming and help you sleep, and I tried it, and it didn't help me sleep, so essential oils don't work. No, 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 no. I know dozens of people that have had to try more than one kind of antidepressant, more than one kind of migraine medication, you know, from their doctors, more than one kind of uh, blood cholesterol-lowering medication. And and we don't seem to think, oh, well, well, doctors and medicine don't work. If we try, you know, if we have an infection, we try an, one antibiotic and it doesn't go away, and then the doctor prescribes a different one and it works, we say, oh, good, we found the one that works. So it's the same with essential oils. What's calming to one person might not be as calming to another, and so there's always different options. So that's why, you know, as I always say, it's great to have a, a little stash in the house so that when things come up, you can, you know, you've got more than one option to treat things with. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about that at all. So um, I, I looked at, I think it was something that you had shared on your page, actually. Um, in fact, I'm going to go over there now. Um, there it is. And uh, I believe I saw it over there, and it had to do with uh, calming and relaxation. I know I saw it over on yours, because um, I don't follow anybody else that does this, and it's slow to load right now. <laughs> the grounding blend. Oh, yeah. That's balance. The balance. That's the, yeah. Balance. Yeah. That is, oh, my gosh. And let me tell you, it is, that blend is one of my favorites, and it's not only... It's not only effective, but it's really relatively inexpensive compared to a lot of other oils. So it's I really don't feel bad for using it. I think it ends up being uh, maybe about a nickel a drop. And, uh, and, you know, sometimes a drop is all you need. Most of the time it is. So I love balance. It is a wonderful mix of oils. And I uh, in my classes, I teach, everybody knows I call balance my crabby husband blend. And... <laughs> The story is when my husband's being a jerk, 
you know, I, t- I point to him and I tell him, you're getting oiled. And I go grab the balance and he just hangs his head and I put a drop on the back of his neck and, and rub it into the base of his skull. And sure enough, within 20 minutes, he's back to his cheerful self. And then I tell, you know, if my kids are being jerks, I'll get out the balance and put it on them. That's no problem. And then, of course, if my husband and my kids are being jerks, then I get the balance. <laughs> so I know if everybody's a problem, it's probably me. So it's a really easy one to use. And grounding, I didn't understand kind of that word before. Like, what does that mean? But it really means those times that you kind of just don't feel like yourself. And, and a couple of examples that that I can think of is if you ever have that thing where you're really busy and you're doing stuff and you're putting stuff away, and I'm sure you feel like this all the time with the travel that you're doing. You know, you're always making sure you got everything. Do we pack everything up? Do we do this? Mm-hmm. And you get to the point where your day is done, or at least you have a break in your day, and you know you've crossed all your T's and dotted all your I's, but you still are kind of like vibrating, like you can't settle down, you can't even relax and read a book or watch TV. That's that feeling of kind of, like I said, you're kind of vibrating, you're just kind of floating there. And so you need to use a grounding blend, and it kind of brings you down down to earth. I mean, that's an expression, down to just where you need to be and really relaxing and calming. So, yeah, that one's a great one. Yeah, we'll just go ahead and have to put that on our uh, on our list. So, um, but right now we're we're dealing with the, the icky flu season, the cold season, the temperature changes, and 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 everything else that's going around. You every time you're on Facebook, somebody else has this horrible respiratory thing that's going around, and uh, and everybody says, yeah, I had it, lasted for exactly seven days, and I'm better now. Yeah. You know, no matter yeah. what you you know, and, and you always hear people say, well, you can treat it with some over-the-counter stuff, and it'll last seven days, or you can just let it take its course, and it'll last seven days. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, um, so and it's going, it's going around. And again, however you feel personally, however a person feels about um, vaccinations and and the the flu vaccine, even if you're pro flu vaccine, it's not helping this year. They picked the wrong one. Mm-hmm. You know, every year there's hundreds of flu bugs going around and there are some very smart people that make some very educated guesses about which is the one that's going to go crazy and this year they bet wrong so what are you going to do the cdc came out and officially said folks sorry about that but we yeah we and that's official from the cdc that's developing these flu vaccines each year they said that uh if you got the flu shot this year probably not going to help you but they, of course, they had that little uh, spin to it. Well, if you did get it, then if you get the flu, it probably won't be as bad if you didn't get the flu shot. So, uh, you know, but yet it's, wait a minute, you just said, it's, you know. So, uh, yeah, you're right, that is official information. Exactly. So, and, you know, along those lines, and, and I've said this before, and I, um, I plan on saying this every time that we talk, is that, you know, essential oils fall into this lovely area um, that's, regulated by the Food and Drug Administration as a supplement. So it's not a food, it's not a drug, it's somewhere in between. And so there's really, it's kind of a no man's land. So there's actually kind of really strict rules about foods and really strict rules about drugs, and supplements are kind of in between. Um, So that's why, you know, I'm always careful to warn about every essential oil out there. If you go to your grocery store and buy a bottle, it can say 100% pure, and it very likely isn't, and and that's just because of that no man's land regulation that it falls into between. Because it's not a drug, 
you also, you know, you can't say, well, you can use this to help, you know, uh, prevent this or help stop this. So, you know, you always hear that on the bottom of a lot of vitamin or supplementation type commercials or ads where it's, you know, the FDA does not approve this, blah, 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 and it does not, you know, uh, it's not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. So when I'm talking today, I'm really going to be talking about how I use these oils personally in my family. Um, you know, if I if I tell you I use a, a, a washcloth as a hot pad on my table, it doesn't mean that the washcloth is meant to be a hot pad. It's just how I use it. So just know that, that this is what I do with my family, and we'll, you know, we'll talk about the science of oils as it comes up. And, and that's something you mentioned about the proof of oils. There's a couple of sites that if people enjoy the science of essential oils, they'll want to see that proof. Uh, of course, there's PubMed.gov. Now, the thing about PubMed is that it means published medical research. It is a website that the government has that contains every piece of published medical research ever which is great in terms of thoroughness, but when you're doing a search for something, say, like lavender oil, you want to see a study about lavender oil and how effective it is at um, helping the body heal itself from a burn, which is an, an actual fact. You can find that study. The problem is you will see every lavender oil study on there, even if the results were inconclusive or negative. So if I would right now say, I believe that using lavender oil can help you levitate, and I do a study with three people, and I put lavender oil on them, and they don't levitate because they won't, uh, then I could publish that and say, well, I did this study, and I found that lavender oil doesn't help you levitate. Well, if you go to PubMed, you have to wade through a lot of those studies that show nothing. So there's another website. This isn't my website. This is an independent website called aromaticscience.com. And that is a website which has gathered all of the published medical studies that have been done on essential oils that show some effect, okay? So this is when you go to look for lavender on that site, you are only going to see the studies that prove things about how relaxing lavender is to the central nervous system, about how effective it can be, um, you know, compared to antidepressants, different things like that. So that's a great website to go to if people want that proof because, you know, I always say, up here in Missouri, this is a show me state. We got to we got to see proof before we believe stuff, and so that's a great site to go to. Okay. Awesome, great information. There you go. Okay, so first off, let me tell you, and people who are out there right now that are sick aren't going to like to hear this. Yes, you can use essential oils when you're sick, but the best time to start using essential oils is when you're not sick, and there's a couple reasons why. One is because this is new to a lot of us. I, I know some lucky people who, you know, were home birthed and breastfed and grew up in a natural home and ate organic foods and grew food in their garden and, you know, have always lived a kind of natural lifestyle. So oils are kind of something that they've always used because they've, they've obviously been around for hundreds of years. But for a lot of us, you know, we grew, we grew up in a house and had TV dinners and you know what I mean? Uh, processed pizza and different things like that. And when we got sick, we went to the doctor and didn't know about a lot of these natural options. So for a lot of us, there's a huge learning curve in learning how to use this. And although there very definitely is a science to essential oils, there also is an art to using them. It's kind of like 
cooking, I would say. Um, I know a lot of people prefer cooking or baking. And it seems like the people who are fans of following exact step-by-step directions are the ones that like to bake. And the people who kind of, well, I had a dash of this, I had a dash of that, are the people who enjoy cooking more. So I would say modern medicine is more like baking. You get your antibiotic, take it three times a day for seven days, boom. There's no thinking involved in it for you. When you use oils, again, there's a little bit of a, how often do I need to do this? Which exact oils do I need to use? And and you kind of, there's a learning curve. You have to get used to it. And I'm still, you know, two and a half years into really my hardcore journey. I've been using oils longer than that, but but my intense journey with using, you know, since I got my first doTERRA oils, I'm still learning, still constantly learning on how to, to best use my oils. So that's the first thing I want to say is that get some of that learning out of the way ahead of time. You know, we talk about safety with essential oils. For the most part, every essential oil you use, you should be using with something called a carrier oil, and that is any vegetable-based oil, coconut oil, olive oil, jojoba oil, grapeseed oil, any of those kind of vegetable-based oils that you put a drop of the oils into and then apply it to the person. So you don't want, (laughs) when you're sick and suffering and already in pain and can't breathe, to accidentally use an oil neat which means straight from the bottle, like oregano, which has wonderful antibacterial, antiviral qualities to it. But you don't want to use that oregano neat when you're already miserable and then have to try to figure out, oh, my gosh, why is my skin burning? Like, oh, I should have used carrier oil, and what if you don't have any in the house? And, you know, so learning to use oils ahead of time is going to help you out. The second reason you want to get your oils ahead of time is because of, obviously, We hear the expression, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. There are things that you can do to help boost your immunity going into a cold and flu season. You can help boost your immunity, help your body naturally fight off bacteria and viruses if you've been exposed to them already so that you don't get so sick. And then, of course, once you start to realize you're sick, there are things you can do that can help shorten the duration of that, of your suffering. So... That would be a second reason is that, you know, a lot of times, well, I can tell you in these past two and a half years, I've been sick. Really, I could count, I would say on one hand, but it's even less than that. Like, I really haven't been sick that often, and I was really sick a lot before. I was a real sickly person. I was the person that if 20 people were in the room and you'd put one germ on the doorknob, I'd be the one that would get sick from it. So... That's been a big difference. The third reason why I would recommend people getting oils ahead of time is because germs aren't the only thing that make us ill. You know, certainly when we're talking about the flu, that's a germ, that's a virus. But there are other things that help or hurt us, I guess you should say, in terms of our wellness. And so, you know, one of those is stress. I think, you know, surveys show that Americans, um, North Americans, People living in first world countries like ours feel more stressed now than ever before. You know, everything like cell phones and all that that we're supposed to make our lives easier actually add a lot of stress to our lives. So you've got people who are stressed. When you're stressed, there's a few different things going on in your body. You are releasing uh, hormones like cortisol. Cortisol causes inflammation, which is the next thing we're going to talk about. 
So you're releasing chemicals in your body that are actually damaging your body. It also decreases your immune system. I'm sure we all know somebody who had a really stressful event, whether it's the death of a loved one, whether it's a big deadline at work or something, and it's the minute it was over with or the minute the big event was passed, they just get so sick. And it's because they... They've kept themselves going, but all that stress really decreased their immune system, and and as soon as they're past that event, then their immune system gives in. It's like, I can't do this anymore. So they end up coming down with something. So you're going to help. You can use essential oils to help decrease your stress. You can use essential oils to help decrease inflammation in your body. So inflammation is something that a lot of us only think about in terms of, oh, I twisted my ankle and it's swollen. I mean, I know for me, I was like, I have no inflammation because I didn't twist my ankle or sprain my wrist or anything. But inflammation is the cause of a lot of our health problems. And so a lot of our cardiovascular disease is actually because of inflammation in our vessels and our body. And it's because of stress and really because of a lot of our lifestyle choices. And that includes, you know, the toxins we're exposed to. And again, a lot of people will be like, well, I don't, I don't smoke and, you know, I don't really do a lot that exposes me to toxins. I hate to break it to you, but even the cleanest living person is constantly exposed to toxins. You know, uh, even, you know, you talk about organic food, it's still grown in a field that has wind that comes in from the next field over that was using pesticides. Um, they may not have directly sprayed them, but they still may have been exposed to it. You know, there's theories that there's different stuff in our air uh, than there used to be. And, and just in general, we, I can't, there's not a lot of us who don't eat some form of the Western diet from time to time, some of us more than others. But, you know, it's just some days, you know, when you're busy and you're on the road, it is just so much easier to go through McDonald's than it is to go home and cook up a fresh meal, and we're, I think we're all really guilty of that in varying degrees. So inflammation, um, again, caused by stress, caused by environmental factors, is a huge factor in illness um, and really creates an environment in the body in which things like viruses and bacteria can then take better control um, over our bodies. So you're really, you know, providing an environment in which those things will multiply rapidly. And then there's other things just like, you know, sleep. We talked about rest. Well, again, scientific studies show that if you have a better night's sleep, your immune system will be better able to fight off these attacks from the outside world. So if you're the kind of person who, you know, we just talked about, I'm, I am definitely one of those people. At the end of the day, I cannot turn my brain off. My brain is still going and a lot of women, of course, get this, where all the things I have to do, all the things I have to do next, you know, the next day. Right now I'm thinking about Christmas, all the stuff I have to, you know, get ready, and um, it's just my brain will not shut off. If you can use something like essential oils to help your body not only get to sleep at an earlier time, if that's what you want, but also maintain that deep sleep. That's another issue that people, they, they may go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, and get up at 6 in the morning and say, hey, look at me, I'm getting eight hours of sleep. But if those eight hours of sleep, if you don't get deep, restful sleep, it's no different than just getting three hours of sleep. So 
you can use essential oils to help your body stay in that deep, restful sleep so that you'll be better rested and better better able to fight these things off. So, so does that make sense in that getting your essential oils ahead of time before you need them is always the best way to go? Because it is, it is a lifestyle change, you know. It's, it, it can be used episodically, but really you're going to have the best benefits whenever you make this lifestyle change and incorporate essential oils into your lifestyle. Okay, so let's talk. I love, Andy, how you just let me go. I, I know you mute the phone because you're talking to kids and stuff, but I love how you just let me go. You're like, I can just let Tracy go. She'll keep talking for the hour. Yeah, she, uh, hopefully I was on mute when I'm like, Caleb, get in the bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> You're good. So, okay. Yeah, every, normally it's not that big of an issue. Live radio, we're on the road. I got the two kids, three-year-old, one-year-old, and sometimes Jen has some things on her schedule that, so, uh, you know, Lily's asleep right now on her back and play, no worries. I hear uh, Caleb down there. I think he's in his bed, but I'm going to go check in a minute, but I hear him playing with his trains instead of taking a nap. So, it's just um, <laughs> life on the road with a couple of kids, you know, you got to gotta roll with it. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. So, okay, so let's talk about, let's start with kind of the, if you, not necessarily if you're sick, but if you've been exposed to sickness. So this is a huge one where, you know, especially with the holiday season, we're going to a lot of family gatherings or, you know, you're in church for Christmas and the person behind you is hacking and you're just sitting there and you can feel, I don't know if anybody else can, but I feel like the hairs on the back of my neck are like screaming, like, move away, move away, this guy's coughing on you. So if you have someone in your house that gets sick, if you are in the cubicle at work next to someone who's sick, like I said, if you're sitting in church in front of somebody or if you just go to a family gathering, you're around someone who's been sick. If you're not, you know, of course, we should be already doing these immunity-boosting things. And, uh, you know, taking our supplements, using our essential oils, we should already be doing that. But let's say now you're to the point where it's like, oh, I've been exposed to patient zero kind of thing. What do I do? So there are a few things that you can do. There's lots of things you can do, actually, that will help you, again, boost your immunity to help fight off whatever's going on in your body. And, and this is the example, and I think I've said it on here before, but I'll say it again for people who didn't hear me. The example I think of is picture your immune system, right? We hear about our white blood cells and everything as an army. And so whenever this virus or bacteria invades your body, right, it's like, an, it's like their own invading army that comes in. So your army stands there with its shields and it, it tries to block off those viruses now or bacteria. If those germs, we'll call them, those germs, if there's too many of them, they overpower the immune system. They can't, you know, they can't stop. And, and that's the way that germs work in your body. Viruses and bacteria work by they multiply. And then those multiply and those multiply and those multiply. So what you may start out with is a small exposure to something is, of course, your body is the perfect environment for these germs to multiply, and it overwhelms your immune system. So a lot of people will say, oh, well, I don't need essential oils because when I start to get a cold, I just take some echinacea or I take some vitamin C, and that will boost my immune system. Uh, true to a certain extent, besides the fact that you have to be careful with different supplements if they're fat or water-soluble. Uh, if they're fat-soluble, they can build up in your tissues. You can actually again, have kind of some toxic exposure to something that's already very natural. 
So, you, you know, you have to be careful about that. But the, the metaphor I use with that is things like vitamin C and echinacea. They give your soldiers that you have just kind of a better shield. Okay, so maybe a stronger shield, a stronger sword as they're fighting off those incoming invaders. It does nothing to the incoming invaders. So you still have, no matter if they have the best shields and swords, your body still gets overwhelmed by just the sheer amount of germs that are, that are growing and attacking. Essential oils themselves have antimicrobial properties. So they have properties that are antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial. And they can actually interrupt that process of division that the bacteria and the viruses and that use to help overwhelm your immune system. So what you have now is your army that's protecting you doesn't have as many invaders to protect against. So it can more quickly get on top of things. And that's what people like me who will use essential oils for something like a cold will notice that difference, that a you know, like you said, a seven-day or a five-day or even a three-day cold becomes a one-day event because your body is able to better get on top of it and work it. And that's exactly why you're sick for three or five or seven days because it takes that long for your body to get the upper hand. And, of course, if your body doesn't get the upper hand, that's when people will die of things, uh, which fortunately with modern sanitation and, and modern medicine, we don't that as often, still always a concern. I mean, there are still people who die every year from things like influenza. Um, as a matter of fact, in the, in the big influenza breakout of 1918 to 1919, it was actually young, younger, healthy people that died in the greatest number. It was not children and the elderly. People assume that when people die of an illness that's common, like a cold or pneumonia or influenza, that it's because they have a compromised immune system, that they're very young or very old. But in the case of the pandemic flu um, of 1918, it was actually people who were 25 to 45 that died in the greatest numbers. And that is because of actually their immune system. And it's, I know I'm getting a little bit off topic here, but their immune system actually kind of overreacted and had something called the cytokinetic storm. And that's the other thing about essential oils is that they have the antioxidants that actually can help um, prevent that overreaction from your body. So, you know, there are different oils that you can use um, that are antimicrobial. You know, we talked about oregano is kind of, that one's really antibacterial, but it's kind of good for anything. Um, clove has a lot of those properties. Clove, of course, being high in antioxidants as well. Um, you know, tea tree oil, melaleuca is one we talk about. Again, that one is effective against all three of the, the main pathogens, but that one is especially antifungal. But doTERRA has a blend called OnGuard. So on, O-N, guard, G-A-U-R-D, and that is a blend of five oils that together address kind of all those things that I've just been talking about. It can address the viruses, the bacteria, the fungus. It also, again, uh, has, is high in antioxidants, so it can help your body's immune system with that. And um, that one has been studied. Now, when we talk about scientific studies, when we talk about studies done on lavender, 
I just mean kind of generic lavender, right? Lavender the plant, lavender the oil. What's great about doTERRA's OnGuard is that it itself, in its exact proprietary formulation, has been scientifically studied and proven effective against things like H1N1. It actually has like a 97, if I remember correctly, percent, might be higher than that, rate of attenuating the flu virus. So OnGuard is really, in a bottle, is a wonderful thing to have um, to not only use topically. We have a roller in our house. Again, we talk about this. You can buy empty rollers. You put the amount of drops, and, and this is all, and I can always help anybody with that, again, if they want to private message me. Um, I can always help with that. But it depends on the, and we've talked about this in previous shows, what percentage you want that oil diluted to. Now, again, when you see a bottle in a store that's 100% whatever, you, you really can't be sure because legally they're allowed to say that and have that be only 3 or 5% essential oil and it can be 95 to 97% filler or it could be 50%, 50%. You just don't know. So it's actually really difficult to do your own dilution with a store brand oil and that's one of the reasons why I got away from that. So Terra oils are 100% pure. So I know what's in that bottle of On Guard is 100% pure. That's a little potent to use, like we said, neat, directly from the bottle. So I'm always going to want to dilute that down. With kids, with babies, you can do a 1% to 2% dilution. There's some other safety guidelines, obviously, for using them with babies. Uh, for younger kids, you know, a 2 to 5%. For adults, 5 to 10 or, or even more. Um, I know a lot of us personally like to use it at an even higher concentration, like even a 20 to a 50% dilution, especially for um, acute exposures to things, you know, to really boost up that immunity. So we have an OnGuard roller in our house, so it's diluted OnGuard and an empty roller, and then you top it off again with one of those vegetable-based oil. We use fractionated coconut oil, which is great. Coconut oil has a lot of health benefits. Um, fractionated coconut oil is just coconut oil that has been heated slightly so that the fatty acid chains break apart so it will stay liquid at all temperatures. Everyone knows who keeps a jar of um, coconut oil in their kitchen. <laughs> in the summer, it's liquid, and in the winter, it's solid. And it's actually it's yep. a really good thing to keep in your larder or your root cellar to know the temperature without even having to look at a, a thermometer. If it's solid, you know it's cool enough. So you've got, you know, you don't want to put that in a rollerball because then you have to wait for it to melt. <laughs> you have to hold it in your hand and wait every time you want to use it. Although I do know a woman who uses a roller everywhere she goes, so she just keeps it tucked in her bra. But that's her business. Mine, you know, there's there's so much stuffing in mine already. I don't know if there's any room for anything else, but we keep a roller, and this is what we use. Anytime anybody's exposed to anything, um, if one kid in the house gets sick, the rest of us are getting oiled. And so favorite places to use that, we've talked about that in the past, your bottom of the feet. Bottom of the feet is great because it's just easy to access. You've got good big pores on the bottom of your feet. And um, really you don't have to worry about being smelly or anything like that, you know. Essential oils, the one thing that they will all have in common is that they have a scent. They are the aromatic compounds of the plant. You cannot escape that fact. So they have a scent. And I'll oh, go ahead. No, right. Yep. I'm following along here. 
Okay, so I'll go, you know, uh, you may enjoy, you may enjoy the scent of some oil. I may not enjoy it as much. And again, you're right, we talked about that in the past, about what that might mean if you are attracted or repulsed by a scent. But in the long run, maybe as a guy, as a chicken whisperer, doing public appearances, you don't want to smell like geranium. Like, because you'll smell like a little old lady, I guarantee you. Maybe you got to keep up that manly mystique. So using it on the bottom of your feet is a great way. You can put on your socks, you can put on your shoes. You don't have to worry about people smelling it when they hug you. So bottom of the feet is an easy place to go. Back of the neck and the spine is another one that we talk about. Again, you can apply them anywhere on your body. As long as it's making contact with skin, it's going to get into your system. But back of the neck and and spine is just another easy way to kind of get that directly into when a lot of times you want to use these oils and get it directly going into your central nervous system and that. That's obviously making the closest contact. And then with my on-guard roller, I really like to put it kind of under my jawline along all those lymph nodes. Like you know when you're getting sick and you kind of feel tender under your jaw, I'm putting my on-guard straight on there. Well, not straight, but I mean from the roller bottle on those areas so that it can really get to my neck and my head um, as quick as possible. So on-guard in and of itself is a great thing to use either in a low dose as a daily immune booster or in a little bit higher concentration to, again, deal with those symptomatic things. And I will never forget, um, we've talked about diffusers in the past, they can go back and listen to one of those. But Diffuser is a product. It's not a humidifier, but it's a, right. a little tabletop thing that actually breaks up water in most cases. There's a nebulizing diffuser, but that's, those are more expensive, and we won't talk about those. But breaks up water into tiny nanoparticles. And what you do is you put a couple drops of oil in this pot of water, and it allows the oils to kind of hitch a ride on these tiny particles. So tiny you can't see them, of course. They make your your house smell great um, and also have a lot of wonderful properties for diffusing. But um, really, you can get those health benefits from the oils by diffusing them. So I heard so much about On Guard. And, I again, I will never forget the first time my boys at the time, my two boys, were sleeping in the same bed in the same bedroom. And you just knew when one of them got sick, and it's usually the younger one because those are the ones that are still putting their fingers in their face and their mouth and their nose and everything all day at school. That the younger one would get sick, be breathing in the face of the older one whenever he's sleeping. The older one would get sick. I'm taking care of both of them, so then I get sick, and then I'm sleeping next to my husband in the bed, and then he gets sick. Like, it was just you lined up. And really the only thing that was unknown is who was going to go next. Like, would it skip? Would it go, like, youngest mom, dad, oldest? I don't know. Like, yep. we, that we, was the surprise. We play that game, too. We often do. Uh, Lily got a little stomach bug, and then we said, okay, who's going to be next? And then it was exactly. Caleb. And then we're like, okay, maybe, nope, and then daddy. And I was on tour at the time, and then daddy. Uh, and then literally we thought Jen was clear. I mean, it was like <laughs> a week with nothing. And then, I forget, it was like seven to ten days later, bam, she yeah. got it. And I'm like, I mean, it was literally Lily two days later, Caleb two days later, me. But then it took yep. a, a nice long break. And so she really thought, oh, I'm in the clear. Well, and, see, and, and the exactly. Day. It's because probably, and no matter how much you try to clean it up <laughs> and make sure you catch everything, yeah. oh, little kids are like fountains with that. And you know it gets <laughs> everywhere. And what happened was Jen probably 
touched something in the house. Maybe it was, you know, when she was doing laundry yeah. later and got exposed to those those germs later because viruses especially can live a long time on surfaces, even after they get all dried out. And so when you touch that or it gets moist or again you touch it and then touch your face somehow, uh, you can reactivate that. So another good reason for diffusing is that as that, those particles diffuse through the air and then land on all the surfaces, they actually have those antimicrobial effects on surfaces. So the first, what I'm saying, the story I remember, the first time I, I heard about this and I heard about all the great things of OnGuards, and I just want to say I'm the biggest skeptic ever, and so I am always ready, like, I am always ready to, like, prove one of these things wrong. I'm always like, oh, these, these oil people are crazy, and they know it. They know. I mean, even my friends online and my various groups, they know. They know I always think they're crazy. So I'm always like, you know, whatever. You're just really exuberant. It's just, you're just talking yourself into this. This doesn't really work. So even after I had my oils, I'm like, okay. So I heard when one person in the house is sick, you're supposed to diffuse on guard. And let me tell you, my kids, because it has cinnamon and clove and wild orange and other stuff in it, it has a very wonderful fall and winter scent to it. So my kids actually, they don't call it on guard. They call it Christmas because it smells Christmassy. So I thought, okay, so you're supposed to diffuse this on guard. So I put the diffuser in the boys' room when one was sick, and I diffused it. And, you know, next day, fine. Again, it takes a couple days. I diffused it every night when they slept. Not even during the day in the house, necessarily. Every night when they slept, and the second kid didn't get sick. And I was like, so then, of course, my mind is making excuses. I'm like, okay, it's probably because the older one already had it when he was younger, and he was immune to it. You know, like, it's not that the oils worked. It's something else was going on here. And sure enough, the next time one of them got sick, I diffuse it. The other one didn't get sick. I will say now, in two and a half years, we have never had an illness that one kid caught that the next one didn't catch. And and I just want to be clear. We are not living in a palatial mansion. Our house is 1,000 square feet. The boys share a room. Like, we are in close contact with each other. So this isn't like, oh, sure, they probably just didn't touch each other. No, we're we're all up in each other's business. Like, you know, we're, we're a close family, and we're cuddling every night. And so there's no reason why suddenly, after all the years together, the only thing that's changed is the use of oil. So diffusing on guard is a great way to prevent that bug from jumping from person to person to person to person. And the nice thing about diffusing is that you breathe in those oils, you get the health benefits. And how do we breathe at night, right? You slept next to somebody, they, you know, they take those nice deep breaths. So they really get a good dose of those oils in their body. And then that's able to help, again, do the things that we talked about help boost their immunity, help their body fight off the, the viruses and the bacteria that may be coming around. Um, just on a side note, doTERRA has a wonderful line of, like, on-guard hand soap and on-guard concentrate cleaner and all these other things that you can use. Or you can make your own just with the on-guard oil. And, again, studies have shown that if you use, say, on-guard oil in a cleaner to clean your countertops, not only will it be effective against any of those the germy bugs that might be on there for that time, it will actually help continue to kill pathogens for another seven days, which is huge. I mean, without having to use Clorox wipes or anything like that that's not safe, and I know I've said this before because this drives me nuts, read the bottle of Clorox wipes. 
it says not to be used on food surfaces. So I see people wipe down their counter with the Clorox wipes, and then they, you know, start making Christmas cookies on it. And I'm like, no, no, you've got to clean it again before you can do Christmas cookies. Well, with OnGuard, you can clean with OnGuard and then go ahead and make your Christmas cookies. Heck, a drop of OnGuard in hot tea is, like, the best. I mean, I just told you it has orange and cinnamon in it. It not only tastes awesome, but you're going to get that great immunity boost from that um, and help fight off anything that's going on. So that would be the first thing is when you're exposed to stuff is to really start, you know, we use the expression oiling yourself up, which you think is some kind of big bodybuilder. I don't mean that way, but <laughs> oiling yourself up and really using those to help. Because the, the best thing you want to do is not get sick in the first place. That is yep, going to be the yep, best thing yep. you can do. So, what happens? I need to to take a break. If you'll you'll just hold that thought for a second. We're talking with Tracy Kennebec with Purple Lotus Oils. We're talking about (laughs) 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 tis the season of that respiratory illness going around and, of course, flu season. And the CDC already said the flu shot they chose for this year is not doing squat. So, uh, we're talking about some things that maybe we can do before we get sick to prevent us from getting sick possibly or, you know, just live a little bit of a healthier life with using essential oil. So uh, there'll be a lot more to come right after this short break. So stay with us, folks. When you need an incubator, think Brency, the incubation specialist. Brency has been a world-leading manufacturer of incubators for over 30 years. Incubators from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity control and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Visit them online at Brensea.com. Brensea spelled B-R-I-N-S-E-A. That's Brensea.com or call 1-888-667-7009. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and save 10% on their incubators, brooders, egg candlers, and other incubation accessories. When you need an incubator, think Brency, technology you can trust. You've just entered a dimension of dirty water, a dimension of poop-filled water, a dimension of stagnant water. You've crossed into the dirty waterer zone. But up ahead is your signpost to cleaner water, the Bright Tap Chicken Waterer. The Bright Tap Waterer is fully covered. Chickens drink from special valves, so dirt and droppings can't get into the water. Chickens get sparkling clean water. You get less work. No poop-filled water pans for you to touch or wash out. Bright Tap, clean water made simple. Visit chickenwaterer.com to learn more. That's chickenwaterer.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, cacklehatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. 
That's CackleHatchery.com. Pictures of chickens on aprons are common across America, but picture a chicken wearing an apron and you'll probably get a good chuckle. Laugh if you must, but nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster and may even provide protection from an unexpected hawk attack. Hen savers come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and standard sized hens and roosters. Colors include camo, denim, navy, brown, khaki or black, and soon pink. Crazy K Farm is expanding its already colorful hen saver collection to include the color pink. A portion of their sales will be donated to organizations that fund breast cancer research and awareness. Order your Hen Saver aprons today at hensaver.com. That's hensaver.com. Are you in the market for a new chicken coop? Want one that will outlast all the others? Then check out Urban Coop Company. All of their coops are made from 100% appearance-grade western red cedar with galvanized hardware and advanced all-weather joinery right here in the USA. Compared to other coops, Urban Coop Company coops will last longer and look better doing it. They're designed to be both beautiful and functional. In fact, they have earned the Chicken Whisperer seal of approval and are Chicken Whisperer approved. I invite you to browse their website to learn more about the many features of their coops and check out their integrated coop accessories that will make your life easier. Urban Coop Company is a family-owned business located in Dripping Springs, Texas, USA. They are passionate about building great coops because they know you're passionate about your backyard chickens. Visit them online at urbancoopcompany.com. That's urbancoopcompany.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. How would you like a punch in the beak? This looks like a job for Super Chicken. You get the super sauce, I'll don my super suit. Actually, in reality, I am Super Chicken. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. Another great show all about essential oils with Tracy Kinnebeck and um, Purple Lotus Oils. And we're talking about uh, really some oils to help us get through this season, the flu season, the sniffles, the sneezies, the respiratory viruses and and things like that. And uh, remind me again, Tracy, because I think that I'm always the wintergreen type of fan and you're more of a peppermint type of fan. I'm more of a peppermint, yes. Yeah, wintergreen doesn't do much for you, but but I like the wintergreen. Whenever I have a choice, when I go to the mint jar, it's like green or red, green or red. <laughs> there you go, exactly. I'm red, you're green, right? So you're saying I could actually take some of this, um, the on guard, I think you said cinnamon and spice, I believe it was cinnamon and orange. But what did you say, cinnamon and something else? And, cinnamon, um, orange, clove, oh. eucalyptus. There's one I'm missing. I could look this up because I know there's five oils in it. And I can add that to either just hot water and make tea out of that, or if I already have a blend of tea that I do like, maybe it's green tea, 
uh, a drop of that, and which which may um, enhance the flavor, may not, may not even taste it based on how strong I guess the tea I fixed is a hot tea, uh, and then just and then I can uh, that that's an oil that is um, that I don't want to say allowed, but is is uh, one of the approved oils to ingest. I'm yeah. guessing so. so it's that, wild orange, clove, cinnamon, eucalyptus, and rosemary. And I will say this again: being in the FDA no man's land of supplementville, the FDA does approve certain oils to be used internally. So peppermint, you were just talking about that, for instance. Yes, we can ingest peppermint. We're all familiar with peppermint candies, peppermint tea. So the FDA says, yes, peppermint is okay to take internally. Uh, What the FDA does not do is test brand A's peppermint, brand B's peppermint, brand C's peppermint. So that's why it's important to know the quality of the oils you're using, the company that you're using, the company that you're doing business with. And so, for instance, you know it's not adulterated with any chemicals or fillers when you're using doTERRA peppermint. So it's safe to use doTERRA's peppermint internally. And, I, and when I do talk coming up about some remedies and, I, and I'm, you know, talking about internal use, I'm, of course, only talking about, you know, for me, doTERRA oils. But if you have oils at home and you're not sure if they're safe to use internally, look on the side. It should have a supplement facts box, kind of like on the side of a box of cereal that has the nutrition facts. If it's safe to be used internally and an oil that's able to be used internally, it should have a supplement facts box on it. That would be a way to know if you could use it. If you have an oil such as lemon or tea tree that is okay to use internally normally, but the bottle you have says not for internal use, you've got to wonder what else is in this bottle that they don't want me to take this internally. And also to remember that breathing in an oil or using it on your skin it still gets in your bloodstream. So using anything on your body or inhaling it, you will still internalize it. So if it's not safe to use in your mouth, you really shouldn't put it on your skin, which is just something we should keep in mind with everything. Lotions, makeups, you know, all those things. Toothpaste, I think we've talked about that. Most people don't think twice about using, I don't mean to pick on anybody, but Crest or Colgate. And if you read the back of your toothpaste tube, it says, in case of ingestion, call poison control. What else in your house that has a poison control warning on it do you right. allow yourself and your children to put in your mouth for two minutes a day, twice a day? That's just crazy. I mean, the fluoride, the fluoride thing aside, I know fluoride is a whole other thing that people are on either side of the issue, but just the right, other right. things that are in toothpaste, why, why would you why why would you use that? So, you know, again, those parents got a wonderful... No, I agree. There's a few things that us as a family are, are sticklers on. Um, you know, mm-hmm. tight or whatever. There's some things that we just don't don't compromise. Number one is milk, organic milk only. Number two mm-hmm. is the toothpaste. We have a special toothpaste for you know, and Lily, and then me and Jen. Uh, we do the norfluoride toothpaste, and then, and then, like I said, we we don't we don't scamp on the toothpaste. Um, and then, uh, oh, suntan lotion because it's going yep. all over our body, all over our skin the largest Same organ thing. we have in your body. And, and and so um we, we don't skip on that. In fact I had just make another order of it since we've been down here in Florida. Um so those those are things that we we you know other things maybe oh I, I can't really afford the um the organic uh 
or mm-hmm. whatever cheese things this this time, or you know, because sometimes the uh, the organic gram sticks that we like are five dollars for this little yes. box or something. So some of those things, you know, I think it's back to nature is the brand. But anyway, so sometimes we don't do that, and uh, but there's some things that we don't skip on, and it's milk toothpaste or deodorant and the suntan lotion deodorant because, again, it's going on our skin, non-aluminum, exactly. that type of thing. So I know I completely uh, understand what, what you're saying there. So and just to try to... And doTERRA, yeah, doTERRA has a great on-guard toothpaste, matter of fact, which is, again, doesn't have any toxins in it. It actually does contain on-guard. So you've got that wonderful, not only just in the area in your mouth, but, of course, anything you put anywhere on your skin, including in your mouth, will still get in your body, so you'll get some systemic effects from the on-guard that way. And and I hear what you're saying, and I always feel that way about grapes, because grapes are, if you, you know, if you follow the Dirty Dozen, um, are one of the fruits that, if you could only buy some of your fruit organic, grapes are one that you should always buy organic, just because of the way they're grown, and, and like, you know, you eat a banana, you peel it, so not as important for a banana to be organic, but grapes, you eat the whole thing and you wash them as best you can, but you can't scrub away the pesticides that are already in the in the grape. So um, I'm looking at the conventionally grown grapes on sale for 99 cents a pound, and then I'm looking over at the organic grapes that are 4.99 a pound, and I'm like, Ugh. like you get the smallest bag and it's $9, and it lasts my kids like two days, you know? But people say, well, it's just so expensive. Like, it's expensive to buy organic. Well, you know what's expensive is to be sick. And besides the fact that the, the work time you lose or, you know, time around the house, you have to pay somebody to do something you would normally do. I mean, co-pays on medications are expensive. Insurance isn't what it used to be. Um, and, of course, with a lot of the reforms in insurance recently, a lot of people have find, and I know you've posted that, Andy, that your prices are higher than ever. So, Wellness is not a is not a choice, really. It, it should be a priority. So, you know, essential oils are part of that for for our families. And um, you know, even beyond that, I'm now actually spending less. I mean, it was a, a little bit of a sticker shock. I always talk about this to kind of get that stash going because you do need a good stash of about ten oils or so to get started. It was a little bit of a sticker shock to get that going, but once I did. My kids finally had to go. My oldest had to go for a checkup so we can go to Cub Scout camp this summer. And I realized he hadn't been at the doctor in two years. Uh, You know, I had to catch up with the well visit for my younger one. And I realized I accidentally forgot to take them the year before because I'd always made their well visit appointment at a sick appointment because we were in there two or three times to, to look at throats, to look at ears. So, so now we spend less money on over-the-counter meds, on cleaning products. We make our own deodorant. You can make your own toothpaste if you want. Of course, I'm lazy and I buy the one that the pair has, but, you know, you can save a lot of money by being well as opposed to just waiting for something to go wrong and, and putting out the fire, so to speak. Okay, so let's talk about when you do get sick. So we'll start – we can kind of start top to bottom, Okay. So we'll start with headache. We've talked about headaches before. Headaches are one name for like a hundred different causes. So when you say, I have a headache, you could have a headache because of congestion. You could have a headache because of muscle stress. You could have a headache because of a migraine. You could have a headache because of a concussion. There's a lot of reasons why headache is a symptom. 
So this is one that, again, people will find different things work for their headaches. That what works for me might not work for you. And what works for me for my everyday headache may not work whenever I have a sinus headache. So let's start with just kind of some basic protocols. We've said this before. Putting some lavender on your head uh, or the back of your neck with a little bit of peppermint over it is a wonderful basic headache protocol. Peppermint is a great driver of other oils. So if you are layering oils on, you always want to do peppermint last because it helps drive those other oils in. Lavender, we've talked about that before, is the Swiss Army knife of oils. It has some great pain relief properties. It has some, like we said, relaxation properties. It does have some wonderful antimicrobial properties. It's kind of like if you don't know what to use, use lavender. So lavender and peppermint together are like an awesome powerhouse for not only headaches, but bug bites. I just had somebody asking me last night about a spider bite and that's what they put on it, and it was really effective for them. So it's a great kind of blend for a lot of things. So that would be the first one that you might want to start with. Um, if you think it's a tension or a muscular-type headache, then I would start to think about what you could do to soothe those muscles. Now, the muscles in the back of your neck and the top of your shoulders are a lot of times the culprit for that. And I have to give credit to my friend Joyce who recently we were together um, at a conference, and she said, oh, I discovered this great new blend. It, when I use it, it feels like I got a massage. And I'm looking at her going, uh-huh, right? Again, two and a half years, still skeptical. I'm like, sure. So what she does is she puts on, okay, I have to think about the order of this one. She puts on lemongrass, frankincense, and marjoram. And I actually think, I have to think about it, I think it is marjoram, lemongrass, frankincense was the order. So, again, have that at the dilution you want and put a little bit of the um, lemongrass, the marjoram, did I say marjoram? Marjoram on, and then lemongrass over that, and then the frankincense over that. I put that on the back of my neck and my shoulders at this conference. I totally got what she meant about it felt like a massage in a bottle. Like it felt like someone had just rubbed my shoulders for 15 minutes. It was awesome. And again, it's because of lemongrass has some wonderful anti-inflammatory and um, pain relief properties to it. Marjoram has muscle relaxation and pain relief properties to it. And then frankincense, um, even though I talked about lavender being the Swiss Army knife of oils, frankincense, I heard someone the other day say, Frankincense is like bacon. It makes everything better. So everything I do, it's like, and frankincense. Like, we just always add frankincense to it because it's so awesome. So having a little bit of frankincense. My my, my wife walked in and she's like, oh, it's an essential oils lady. I said, yeah, you missed it. (laughs) So I told her, I said, do you have any questions for And uh, she couldn't think of one right off, but I have one. I said, is there a chocolate essential oil? (laughs) (laughs) No, you can put essential oils in your chocolate. You can actually make chocolates with essential oils in them, and they actually sell them like that. So, But, yes, I would say, and, again, I'm no doctor, but I would say that chocolate is an important supplement to my diet. Um, yeah, very important. Dark Can't get through the day without that. They say dark chocolate has antioxidants in it. It can actually 
blood pressure. So, you know, maybe get some dark chocolate, maybe uh, soak it or, but, you know, but I don't know what the peppermint, chocolate and peppermint goes together real good. You see oh, a yeah. lot of times sticks with a little, you know, dipped in chocolate or something like that. So all the ladies out there that have to have their chocolate fix and those gentlemen on occasion, then uh, there you go. <laughs> if you could talk somebody into massaging you with the essential oils while you're eating chocolate, I think that would just be really perfect. Oh, I think that would just be, be amazing. <laughs> there you go. So, so if you think your um, if you think your headache is from sinus pressure. So you're going to want to do something to relieve that congestion. A couple things you can do. You can apply oils topically to your forehead and to your cheeks. You want to be careful near your eyes. You don't want to ever put essential oils in your eyes, and you do have to be careful. Sometimes when you get even a little bit closer to your eyes with something that has um, esters in it like a peppermint, you'll feel that tingle still in your eyes. So don't get too close to your eyes. But, you know, peppermint is one, again, relatively inexpensive, it is wonderful um, for sinuses. And peppermint is one that actually... Same rule applies when you're chopping onions. Watch those eyes. Don't rub your eyes. And then, of course, if you're making something that has jalapeno peppers or something, and then all of a sudden your eye itches and you're like, oh, my gosh. Or sometimes even hours later. And that's because the essential oil from that pepper is still on your skin, like when you rub your eyes, it's still, yeah, you remember. Whoops, I got a peppers a couple hours ago. So, well, I'll tell you, speaking of hot pepper and things happening after the fact, uh, moons and moons and moons ago, um, probably between 95 and 2000, um, maybe 2000, maybe around the Olympics in Atlanta, 1996, um, I was uh, doing some stuff with the um, um, sheriff's department, and uh, and we knew that that night, to get to get certified to carry pepper spray, you had to be sprayed with pepper spray. And I was oh, no. going through that training. And, um, yeah, so I was like, I don't have to get shot to carry a gun. Why do I have to get sprayed with pepper spray to carry pepper spray? You Good know? point. <laughs> I, I got trained to carry an asp, but I don't have to get, you know, my my leg hit with an ass 10 times to be able to carry it. So what's the deal with pepper sprays? You know, I think it was just the uh, instructors um, enjoyed spraying all the recruits with pepper spray. But, um i tell you what I did, um, and, and I'll admit that I, it may have worked, it may have not, but um, uh, my ex-wife now, but my wife at the time, uh, did, um, I think she did Avon, but I don't know if she did or not, or something. she was a nurse, and they would use in, in a major hospital, uh, this thing called silicone glove, and it was a lotion, and you put it on, and right. it's supposed to create kind of a barrier called silicone glove, so I'm telling you, I was working as a paramedic all day that day on the ambulance, and uh, probably every hour on the hour for my 10-hour shift, I would put it on my face. <laughs> oh, my. And so I had like 10 layers of this stuff on, the silicone gloves, saying, by golly, I want to do whatever. And uh, we go, and all these guys are getting sprayed, and they, you know, some were really over, I don't know if they were overreacting it or, or whatever. They just got a, a higher dose, or they inhaled, and they were spraying it, or their eyes got opened or whatever. But anyway, it, I mean, it wasn't pleasant by any means, but uh, it didn't affect me like uh, like some of the other guys. But now, you get home, you're done with the training, and you're going to go take a shower, and all this dried uh, pepper, uh, you know, even though you're under the hose or whatever, still in your hair, and, uh, and, and you get in a hot shower after being sprayed with pepper spray, uh, and it's a, it's, it was worse in the shower yes. at home after class with, um, with a hot shower and all that 
coming, you know, I guess washing the silicone glove off and coming out of my hair and dry. That was worse burn than actually getting sprayed because I guess the hot water, it made it even even more noticeable. It it was not fun, but yeah, I tried. Well, and that's the next caution (laughs) is that water actually drives the oil in deeper and and so does heat. So hot water is is a good combination to make that burn more. And so when you do get oil, and we've talked about this before, when you get oil on a place, like, again, let's say you accidentally use that oregano oil straight out of the bottle, and you put it on your arm, and your arm is burning. Your first reaction is going to be, I'm going to go wash it off in the kitchen. No, no, no. Do not use water. That will actually drive the oil in deeper. You want to use your carrier oil. Uh, Use a vegetable-based oil put it on your skin, and then you can wipe that off with a cloth or a Kleenex or a paper towel. And the oil will actually help neutralize it and draw it out. So keep that in mind as you're using these oils on your face. Uh, If you ever do get some in your eye, you're not going to be able to rinse it out. You're going to need to either put coconut oil or another vegetable-based oil around your eye, or you can do the old-fashioned squirt and some milk in your eye because the fats in the milk will help pull that oil out. Milk, right, that we do milk with the... um, with the pepper spray, yep, I've heard I've heard that before. Let me ask mm-hmm. you this too. We've only got about uh, well, I got 14 minutes before we uh, get disconnected here, but um, and get off the uh, air live. Um, I know that for example, when when we have Peter Brown, the chicken doctor, on, and he did an article in Chicken Whisperer magazine about yep. uh, all of oregano and and yep. that, and he had some studies to back it up, turkey farms, things like that. He sells it, and he does make a point to say that. You know, it's and, and this may uh, I'll relate this to the essential oils for for human use, but um, he says you know it, it, this all the studies are based on it being mixed with something else that allows your body to utilize the oregano better. So just sprinkling oregano that you're going to put on your pizza in the chicken food, forget it. Um, oregano that you just buy out of essential oil oregano and pour it in the food or their water, forget. It. That they found that the oregano, there's another, and I don't remember what it was, another ingredient, maybe another oil, maybe another vitamin, mineral, amino acid, something, that, that they found that um, when they mix it and combine it with the oil, it allows the body to utilize more uh, of that oil of oregano. So I'm going to just go out on one and assume that some of these mixtures, I know you've got the general carrier oil, which you're saying that could be um, the coconut oil or a different type of a vegetable type oil, I guess, Um but some of these blends, I'm guessing, may, there may be one oil that we're really wanting to use for this ailment, and, and they found that by mixing it with this other oil, it may allow you to utilize it better, whether it's internally or topically right. or, or you know, that type of thing. Is that is that when you're, all your training, is that mentioned, hey, I you would, know, this oil's good, but when you mix it with this other oil. I would agree. There's a couple oil, reasons. There's a couple reasons why that's so. So the, yeah. the difference between the dried oregano and the, the drop of oregano is actually the reason you, and if people, again, who cook, and before you add herbs, and you know to always add them at the end of cooking, before you add them, you kind of rub them between your fingers. That's to release the essential oil. So you're actually wanting the essential oil for the flavor and the aroma when you're using herbs. Well, one drop of peppermint is equal to 28 cups of peppermint tea. So they're very concentrated. So the difference between sprinkling a little oregano in the chicken food and actually using oil of oregano in a water is going to be, first of all, the intensity. And then the carrier oil, um, there's, there's a couple reasons why we use carrier oil, besides the fact of, again, 
to kind of cut that intensity, you still get one drop of the oil, but instead of placing it in a in an area, say, the size of a dime or a quarter on your skin, you're massaging it over a larger area. I kind of call it the bed of nails mm-hmm. philosophy that it hurts to sit on one nail, but you can lay on a thousand and it, it's not as sharp. So you spread that intensity out over more of your skin. The other thing is when you apply an essential oil meat to your skin, you're going to lose about 50% of it to evaporation. That's one thing about essential oils is that they evaporate when exposed to air. So if you use a carrier oil, it it makes kind of a barrier that helps keep that essential oil in contact with your skin. So you'll actually end up absorbing more of it whenever you use it with a carrier oil than you would if you just put it directly on your skin with nothing there. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, I really I really dig that uh, uh, you sit on one nail and it's not so, uh, it, it's pretty painful, but uh, there's yeah. the better nails. That's a very, very interesting uh analogy there exactly so so back to your nose let's get run through this and give people who are wanting some advice for that so back to your nose the peppermint is an easy one to use uh different citrus oils lemon orange lime those kind of things actually have some anti-mucolytic properties which means they can help break up mucus um so those are another another good one to use keep in mind when using any citrus oil that they are photo, they they cause your skin to become sensitized to sunlight. So if you are using a citrus oil anywhere on your skin that will be exposed to sunlight, it's either advised that you not go out into the sunlight directly for a long period of time, long period being longer than 15 minutes, or you use a sunscreen. So, you know, I mean, theoretically, we haven't seen, I'm up here in Missouri, I don't think we've seen the sun in five days anyway. It's not as much of an issue this time of year. But in the summer, you know, if I was using lemon for something and I knew I was going to the pool that day, I would either, you know, we talk about this, put it in a place where the sun don't shine, meaning usually the bottom of my feet, um, or you would, you know, use it and use sunscreen over it just to protect yourself. And that's true of just peeling a, an orange or lemon. There's lots of articles, and it's really disgusting if you Google them, of kids who live down in Florida and in California and have these lemon and lime trees in their yard, and they would play, you know, making juice. How I guess up here we play with mud, but they've got so many lemons that they just play with lemons and, you know, juicing lemons and limes and and making just fun stuff in the backyard. And just the oil from the juice and the rind on their skins, they end up with almost third-degree burns on their hands because they were out in the sunlight. So... That's, I mean, a caution with any citrus. So keep that in mind. Taking, if you have a peppermint that can be used internally, taking a drop of a, not even a drop of peppermint, really you could put your finger over the tip of the bottle and kind of shake it and then press that finger to the roof of your mouth. That will send it straight up into your nasal cavity. Um, Or you can do half a drop in your mouth if you can stand it. It's intense, right? I mean, it's a drop of peppermint. It's intense. And that will open up your sinuses. You can use, um, one of my favorites is peppermint and wild orange. Put a drop of each in your hand. Rub your hands together and then cup them over your face and breathe that in. That's another great way to just open sinuses. And I do that at my classes, actually. And you hear people going, oh, oh, I can breathe now. Like, I didn't even realize my nose was stuffy. I'm like, oh, no. So that's another great one you can do. You can, people ask about heating up the oils. They have a point at which the heat will actually start to break down the effectiveness of the oils. 
However, if you get a nice steamy cup of water, adding, this is a favorite one among us oilers, adding a drop of oregano, melaleuca, lemon, and peppermint, and then tenting, you know, a towel over your head, over this, uh, this cup of steaming oils is, oh, that is so good. Again, I advise you to keep your eyes closed while you do that, but that's a good way to kind of break that up. So that's your nose. Ears. Again, just like eyes, we never want to put essential oils directly into our ears. But there is, this is one of the things that I feel like essential oils totally beats Western medicine hands down when it comes to ear um, symptoms. Because, again, with a traditional earache, you kind of, it hurts, and you can't do much about it until it hurts so bad that you have to go to the doctor. And then maybe you'll get an antibiotic, or maybe you won't, and maybe it'll be effective, or maybe it won't. But that's pretty much the limit to what they can do. The minute my kids will say to me, Mom, my ear feels funny, or my ear feels full, or when I was a kid, I would tell my mom I heard a choo-choo train, because, you know, when your ear gets stuffed up, you can hear your own heartbeat in it. So... <laughs> When your kids even start to say something's going on with their ears. Uh, favorite is melaleuca, which is tea tree oil. And you can use, uh, again, lavender because it's great for everything. Apply that all the way around the outside of the ear. And when I say that, I mean where the ear joins your face and kind of underneath where your earrings would go and in that little hole behind your ear and up the back of your earlobe. So not actually on your earlobe itself and not really in the hole, but just kind of around the part where the ear attaches to your head. That's what you can do. If it's a little bit more severe, or if you really want to nip it in the bud, you can get basil oil and use a little bit of that, but you can put some of it on a cotton ball and then tuck that in the ear. It's okay to put it in the ear when it's on that cotton ball because the oil itself isn't dripped in the ear. You're just getting the um, aromatic benefits of it making contact with your ear lining. So that's a good one to do. And especially with kids, it's great to do after they fall asleep because usually they won't leave a lot of that in when they're awake. But that's a good one for earaches. So moving down from there, let's talk about coughs. This is one that, again, I can remember as a kid, I had a cough syrup, and it was probably a prescription one, that tasted so bad that I would have to ice my tongue with ice, hold my nose, and, like, shoot this cough syrup back so quickly. And so it was to the point where I would just really rather cough. Like, it was such a production to take the cough syrup. So a great cough syrup, and, again, with oils that you can internalize, would be to take half a cup of raw honey. Now, honey in and of itself has great qualities, and it has throat-soothing qualities. But add to that eight drops of peppermint, eight drops of lemon, eight drops of lavender, eight drops of frankincense, and eight drops of On Guard. And do about, about one teaspoon every three to four hours. Um, you can do a little bit more for adults. That one, oh, that is so great to be able to use something directly on the throat when people are coughing. Again, you can use things externally. I know my son the other night caught a little bit of something, and he had a dry cough, and it was kind of one of those, every two minutes cough to the point where I'm like, okay, you've got to stop. Like, you're going to cough yourself inside out. So for that, I grabbed white fur and lemongrass and used that with a bit of carrier oil. And I put it on, and I'm telling you, if I wouldn't see this myself, I would never believe it. Like, literally, within 
five minutes, he was just done coughing. And he didn't cough for the rest of the evening. So, you know, there's always things you can use for that. Uh, pain medicine, if you have a headache, body aches, again, you can use a lot of the, there's a lot of um, oils that have pain relief quality that you can use topically. Um, Deep Blue is a blend from doTERRA that we talked about that, oh, my gosh, that one is fantastic. That You'll like it, Andy, because it has a lot of uh, wintergreen type smell to it. But that one is, <laughs> you know, I call it non-toxic Bengay. And then I had one girl in class kind of tip her head, and then I was like, oh, Biofreeze, because that's what the young kids use today. So oh, yeah, those, yeah. Kind of, those muscle relief ones. Um, you can actually use things like frankincense and marjoram in a capsule internally, and, uh, and lemongrass is another great one, and you would not believe how well that works for pain. But, you know, in general, I use the oils directly where the pain is um, as opposed to taking them internally. But if it's, if it's this bad, achy flu that's going around, you may want to take a couple of those caps internally. So, Well, I've got yeah. um, a minute and 59 seconds is all we've got. There you that's go. A minute and 56 well, seconds. Well, as always... If people have questions, they are more than welcome to message me at facebook.com backslash purple lotus oils. They can always connect with me through your site as well. Um, and so they can send me questions. If they want to get oils, uh, we can get them started with a great starter kit. Uh, I'll do a special uh, this month. If, you, if anybody wants to gift a, a, a kit to somebody, we can, they, we can make that arrangement to where they can pay me for the kit, and then that person can contact me and give me their information, and I, I can have that sent to them. And whoever gifts the, the, the kit to, I'll give them a free oil just for being so sweet and sharing oils with their friends. Awesome. And they can get all that. They, they just contact you over on your Facebook page and say, hey, uh, I want that special you uh, told us about on the chicken before. Absolutely. Or if they want some oils for themselves, I'll help them get the best, you know, deal and the, the best oils for them, and we'll go from there. And, and of course, if they have any ideas for topics they want covered in future shows, I would love to hear that, too. Awesome. Tracy, thank you so much uh, for joining us, and uh, you'll join us in the new year. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, all that above. Um, and um, we look forward to seeing you in, uh, in January. Thanks for your time and coming on the show and sharing Thanks, all Andy. your knowledge. Great. Thank you. Have a good one. All righty. That's our resident essential oil expert here on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. Great information that we can utilize on a daily basis. Visit her over there on Facebook, Purple Lotus Oils. And, uh, hey, we'll be back tomorrow. Um, Richard Frudenberger, publisher of Back Home Magazine, talking about fire safety for the winter. Fire safety for the winter. I'm about to get cut off, so we'll see you tomorrow right here. <laughs> With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.